I'm Ben Byes. And I'm Carly Byes. We've been married for 12 years and together for 15 and have two boys. This is our story of a controlling church and spiritual abuse and how it shook our relationship and clouded our view of God. Our desire is that our honest view of pain and trauma in relationships can provide hope and the courage to hold on when life does not turn out as planned. While also providing a dash of humor and loving banter. We are still working to find wholeness and we welcome you on our journey. Welcome, Welcome back. back. Thank you for enduring the um, businesses episode. You know, that was a little brutal to sit through. Yeah, although I do have a business that Carly said was not a good business that I still think would have been a good business. That you forgot about? Well, that we I, forgot to mention? Yeah, and I wanted to bring this up because I feel cheated for it. But okay. um, when we were first married, I had an idea for a restaurant. And it was a restaurant where you could eat and also bring your dog in a little fence around the table and we would send him feed him gourmet dog food and have you eat food <laughs> and 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 it'd be just a great thing for dog owners um <laughs> best part about it was the name and the name was dog pound cake <laughs> dog pound cake and um no no one supported me including carly it, I thought it was a gr- it did seem like a very crazy idea at that time and you were just really really proud of the name <laughs> yeah. most of all the name dog pound cake um and I'll never forget that when we were watching the news that one day and there was a new it restaurant in Manhattan Beach where you bring your dogs yeah. and they eat with you and now it seems like it's everywhere like there's like always something for dogs wherever we go to eat but once again, you were ahead of the time. Way ahead of the time. You just, you had a vision and you didn't run with it. Just didn't run with the vision. <laughs> didn't make the vision plain, the people perished. So. Bummer. We could have been millionaires right now. Millionaires. Gosh. Um, back to the businesses. You guys all know those were very successful, as we talked about. <laughs> um, but there was a time when we had started those businesses and we still felt like we needed just a little bit of capital to continue making those things work. So we looked through all the means we could, and we tried to get loans, and I went to, I can't tell how many small business meetings I went to, and how many loans we tried to get, and for some reason, people just didn't want to give us the loans for our businesses. (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) So in the midst of that, Every we talked about it before. Every Saturday night, the men of the church would get together and we'd pray before service. And we'd usually get there at eight or nine o'clock at night, and we'd pray till sometimes a whole night, sometimes three or four in the morning. But this particular time, we were praying and really, really praying that God would give us some idea and how to bring in money. Which is wasn't that what we were always praying, anyways? I don't know. This was one of those breakthrough. <laughs> This prayer was different. <laughs> Must have been using the priestly garments to <laughs> to run around. And... You had the prayer cloth over you as yeah, you were praying exactly. this. Exactly, yes. This which is, is what why happened. we got this revelation yes. that we're going to tell you about in this episode. But, uh, and and I'll never forget, I, I thought, well, someone should go on a game show. <laughs> and then I thought, what is the easiest game show around to make money? And they had just come out, I think it was only a year old. 
Not yeah, I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, with are you one. smarter than a fifth grader? And I thought, you know what? I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> this is my wheelhouse. <laughs> Stupid information that no one remembers. It's true. Is my wheelhouse. Yes. And um, we left that prayer session and I don't know if at the time I thought, oh, this is really going to happen, but I looked it up and... Yeah, you started doing like a lot of research on different different game shows, but that one was a newer one and yeah, it seemed to fit you perfectly because you're smart and useless information comes easy to you and you remember and you found out that it was actually, it's the time that it was filming was local to us and so you started going through the process of finding out what it everything that entailed to apply and just it was like a very lengthy process yeah. but you started it yep and i i applied and um i think i got an automatic response or something that said thank you for your application and i figured well i tried and i really put my all into the effort into that <laughs> application process <laughs> i mean honestly i could read it to you but i won't <laughs> DM me if you want to hear it. <laughs> um, but I got a call like a week later um, to say that they were holding auditions for it. And I remember Carly was had a different job at the time with her social work degree. And I called her and I was like, hey, I think I, you know, I, I got a call back f- for an audition. But I just, I mean, they probably call everyone. I don't think I'm going to go. No, you were going to be, weren't you going no, to No, that was for the... Okay, the next yeah. time. Okay. Yes, yeah. He called me kind of like... Can I be pulled away for this long to go to an audition? <laughs> I think that's what the question <laughs> yeah. was. Yeah. Not thinking it was going to be of much importance and thinking like... Kind of maybe like you were more important than what this... What you were doing for the other businesses and stuff was maybe more important than yeah. like being pulled away for this yeah, like audition I that... I couldn't miss... This much time. Yeah, but it's like what we were, like what you said you had been praying for in terms of, like, you know, assistance yeah. in something. And so here you're being called for, like, an audition. But, yeah. So I, what did I say to you? Like, um... You're like, you better are go. You crazy? I, I can't like, <laughs> Go. <laughs> because it was in Manhattan Beach, which yeah. was not far from where we were living. And everything, like, just kind of lined up. Because the show, I think, was kind of doing... Well, shows are kind of like all over the place in terms of where they do their their recordings, but um, this one happened to be at the studios in Manhattan Beach. Yeah, like which, really close. Yeah, just like within miles from where we were living. Don't be deceived; we didn't live in Manhattan <laughs> Beach, <laughs> but it was a close. It was a close by neighboring city, <laughs> so um, I don't want you to get the picture that we're. Yeah, we were hoity doity. Yeah, <laughs> no. Um, but yes, I basically said, you're crazy. If you don't go, you are going. Yeah, so I, I went to, they were doing an audition at a hotel, and I figured I'd go in there and see like 200 people there. And I walked in, and they said, yeah, go up to this room, and you go up to this room, and they had me sit down. And there was maybe five people at the time, but I could tell it was a rotating thing where a lot of people were coming in during the day. And we had to do a personality test, had to do a questionnaire. I mean, I was filling out paperwork for probably two hours, and then they called me to come into a room to do an on-camera interview. And um, I remember walking out of there thinking, I nailed that. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last question was, why would you be a good contestant? And I think I said, why wouldn't I be a good contestant? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you kind of, um, 
like your whole persona was that you were a youth pastor right. for a church and your passion was for the youth. And even though your vision for the basketball hoop and all of that was basically crapped upon, it was um, still who you were and what you yeah. wanted and, and your passion and stuff. So that was your, um, that was who you were and who you're painting yourself to yeah, be for exactly. this interview. And exactly. So not just my persona, it was actually me. Yes, yeah. It wasn't like a lie. No, no, no. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean it that way. (laughs) Made me feel like I had a double life or something. This is who I want. So So, um, got done with the interview, and yeah, the the whole point was, look, I work with fifth graders. I work with kids. I work with young people. I want to use the money to to help the church Mm -hmm. and the community. You know, let me be on. And, And I remember walking out of the out of the audition and they said, you know, we've got a backlog of people. We'll call you in the next five or six months if we want you to be on. And I thought, okay, well, it's kind of disappointing. Isn't it five or six weeks? No, it was longer than that. Okay. It was it was a while. And I thought, this is kind of disappointing, but I get it. You know, I'm just, just have faith that somehow this is going to work out. Yeah, it was just kind of like, okay, well, life goes on. So we'll just. Yeah. So then I got a call less than a week later. I think it was like three or four days. Yeah, it was a couple. Yeah, it was literally <laughs> just a couple days. And um, they called me and they said, "Hey, what are you doing?" I think it was a Thursday or something. Yeah, I called Thursday, you on a Thursday, Friday. Hey, uh, what are you doing next Thursday? You know, we want you to come in. No, I think they asked, "What are you doing next Thursday?" And I said, <laughs> "I was supposed to be going up to San Francisco with our pastor for something, uh, one of his mental retreats." To- <laughs> Clear his mind from all the businesses that were going wrong because somehow Satan was attacking the businesses. Oh my god! And I remember telling him, "Well, I'm supposed to be like in San Francisco." Um, and they said, "Well, we want you to be on the show." And I said, "Well, I, I mean, I could probably adjust my schedule." Oh my gosh! Like you were so important. <laughs> um. So yeah, I got called to be on the show. Yeah. And then what were some other details when they, they called? Yeah, so the air date was like just a couple of days after they called you. Or not the air date, excuse me, the recording. The recording, yeah. yeah. Um, and you were told, like, so every other, so there's three other contestants that were recorded with you that day. Or excuse me, there was three of you total. I think there was, yeah, there was there's three, There was three yeah. of you total, and... Um, depending on how long the first or second contestant went would depend on if the third person would actually have yeah. time to be recorded for that like hour segment. So they exactly. could actually be like bumped off the show. So yeah, so I could be called in and not actually actually be on the show. Right. Yeah. So you were actually recorded first, which was incredible because you would be guaranteed to be aired because you only, you only got your winnings if you were to win anything, if the show actually aired. Exactly. So, um, Every, each contestant had three people they could bring, but they mm-hmm. allowed you to have 10 people. They yeah. wanted you to bring um, several people, um, some diverse uh, church members and some of the youth from the church yeah. that um, we were, you know, just all going to church together. And so they wanted um, just a, just 10 different people in the yeah. audience supporting you where everyone else only had three. So we thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, uh, everyone had like their own little trailer, but you were given like this huge room with like sandwiches and yeah. drinks and like just a whole, just a smorgasbord. Inc- yeah, incredible spread of stuff. <laughs> um, 
we were, it was like really specific on what we had to wear and just like a lot of details like that. And, um, it was just, it was really exciting. It was really exciting. And, um, yeah, those were some of the details I remembered from it that, that you actually wrote down. Yes. That I did write down back then when it happened. This was 2007. And Carly just pulled out the handwritten notes. I did. Yes. I have them saved. Somehow. I don't know why I was surprised about that. I know. Why is that surprising? I don't know. I'm surprised I actually had to write it down because I have an incredible memory. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, we talked about um, how just basically it just felt like you had so much favor on you that day. And I yeah. kind of hate that word <laughs> because it was like so overused. But that's really how it felt and what it was. Um, you just were like so charismatic on on camera and, um, everybody like loved you. You were just like a really easy contestant to love. Like the crowd loved you. And, um, it was kind of like the perfect story, like inner city pastor, like has gone to Africa during college and, um, you know, has a desire to, um, you know, reach the youth and just like all of these like wonderful things that like people couldn't help, but like love you for. So it was, it was Very just a lovable. really loved, loved by everyone, except <laughs> maybe my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was a really cool experience. And Jeff Foxworthy was the host yeah. and he's a Christian. And so you guys would talk just off, like on commercial break, like about each other's experiences. Like he had gone to Africa. Yeah, He had just the year before gone with his daughter to Africa and, I remember specifically the conversation I had with him and he said, isn't it just so amazing that you can go to a place and all they need is Jesus and their faith is so much different because they don't have everything else. And I'm having these conversations at commercial break and I'm like, yeah. this is amazing. This is well, like think, such a I cool... I think too, like TV, especially nowadays, it feels like they really try to downplay any sort of spiritual... Um, just part of someone's life, but they like really played up the fact that you were a pastor and they even called you pastor Ben. Jeff called you pastor Ben the whole time. Don't ever call me that anyone. And, um, it was like just really celebrated that you were like a pastor and in the church. And that was like very important part of who you were as a contestant, which was really cool. Um, and I lost everything. Didn't win anything. Not true. Not true. We did, we were on the show. We did win money, and and there's a weird, crazy story that I don't feel like we, I don't feel like I unpacked it finally until we were all done. But um, I was doing pretty good. A kid saved me on a dumb question I should have known. I just didn't remember it, and he did a great <laughs> job with it. Um, and then another kid saved me when they asked me what an an a anemometer was, which was anonymous. measures wind. Yeah. What does it measure? And I had no idea. And the kid saved me. And um, I finally got to the last question, and I, I at that point had got to the question that I won three hundred thousand dollars. My next question, I had two more questions to get to a million. One was to get to five hundred thousand. The next one was to get to a million. Mm-hmm. And what they asked me was, and this was to get to five hundred thousand, who was the Greek god of wine? And I know it sounds like crazy, but I I remember specifically sitting there and just praying like, I have no idea. (laughs) 
I have no idea. And there was a question earlier about the presidency that I I forgot to tell you how I yeah, studied. What was for your this. Stu- yeah, tell us about your studying <laughs> method. Sorry, for we'll this. get back once to the, were, the Greek out of one. Once you were actually chosen to be on the show. Once I was chosen, I I I took some time off the business for three days. <laughs> he um, I went to Barnes and Noble. He overdrafted our account to purchase <laughs> <laughs> I didn't purchase anything. I went to Barnes and Noble and I would sit there for like eight hours and read like fourth and fifth grade textbooks. And, and like the brain the, quest, the, the brain, brain quest, quest, little questions. The brain things. quest questions. I Remember read those? through all of those over and over and over again. For and, ev- like every grade up to fifth and grade. And one of the questions I learned from, and I was taking notes. I literally was taking notes <laughs> of first so through fifth annoying. grade. Like, <laughs> I want to take notes. One of the questions I learned from brain quest. Yeah. And I knew the answer, and Jeff Foxworthy at, at the point was like, "Are you sure you want this?" And I, I looked over, and everyone in the audience was like, "No, that's wrong." And I was like, "I literally," I'm and I sure. for sure thought you were wrong. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, you saw yeah. what was it? it was Andrew, Andrew Jackson, Jackson?" And he thought it was Andrew Johnson. Everyone thought it was, and I just knew it because I had I had studied it. And I'm like, "Yeah, you I were know so." That. I remember I'm you so were sure. so sure when so you responded sure. with it, and I was like. We're going home. And it was like the second question. I'm like, you idiot. We're going home. You're supposed to be smart and you just lost all of this for us. But no, brain quest, thank you. Yes. I will be your sponsor if you want it. But it totally it totally worked. Sorry. Back to the Greek god of wine. And and Jeff even had said, like, I'm talking talking about Jeff like he's my best friend. You know, like me and Jeff, like we go way back to like, are you smart in the fifth grader? He even talked to me personally, but he I remember did. him giving you a hard time, like, oh, if you know what the Greek god of wine is, then are you really a good pastor? Yeah. Like, it was kind of like a funny joke. But anyways, go ahead. So I didn't, I didn't know what the answer was. I didn't. And I remember praying and saying, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk away with $300,000. Just help, help me out. I don't know it. If, if you want me to win more, whatever that means, just <laughs> show me the answer. And um, I, I sat there for a little while. I just didn't know it. So I said, okay, I'm done. Literally said, I'm done. I didn't yeah, know it. I wasn't going to guess. I already used all three of my saves or whatever it was. And I, I promise you with everything inside of me, the minute I said, I'm done, and I had to say, I'm not smarter than a fifth grader, mm-hmm. um, I knew the answer. It like dropped in my mind. And I knew, I knew it. And we went to commercial break, and I looked at Jeff Foxworth, and I said, is it Dionysius? And he goes, whoa, whoa. Wait, what? <laughs> you got to say that when the camera comes back on. And he said, if you had one guess, what would it be? I said, Dionysius. And all the kids looked at me and laughed like, oh, <laughs> that's not it. And he's like, that would have been the correct answer. <laughs> and it sounds so crazy like why that was, would that That was like really hard for us to like understand why God would give you that answer like a second right. after. And like I really, really I, I really do believe even though a lot of other stuff in our life was crazy at that point. I really believe that like he he did that and it it's, it made me think what happened but that also made me think okay God you are in control mm-hmm. and um I think when I look back at back at it now um I really do believe it was God saying, "Look, I'm still in control. I could do anything, mm-hmm. but this is what this is where it needs to end." Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful for that because yeah. I think if it would have been more than that, it would have made our life even worse. Yeah, had we had you won more money, 
it would have been a lot harder to get out of what we were trying to get out of eventually. Yeah. yeah. But that wasn't something that clicked for many, no. many years. It was kind of like, oh, like, bummer. But, yeah, you ended up winning $300,000. I did. Which was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. If anyone has ever gotten a check for a lot of money, you know how it feels. <laughs> um, but we did have a choice. So if you want $300,000, you can choose to get six payments of $50,000 every year. So for six years, you get a payment of $50,000. Now. <laughs> or, or you get it all if we were If we were smart and we actually wanted to have money to live on every year, that, that's maybe what we would have done. Yeah. But the other choice is you get it all up front, but you get less money. So I think the final total was $253,000 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So you lose about $50,000, but you get it all up front. It's a one lump payment. They don't take taxes out. You have to calculate your own taxes. Um, and for us, it was a no-brainer because we we thought we got on the show to help the church and to give it money. There's no way we're going to take it over six years. We're going to take it in, in one lump sum. But years later, boy, did we wish we did that six, <laughs> six payments. Six years later, <laughs> when we had no money, we thought, six years. you know what? More That's like true. More like 12 months later. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we took the one loan payment. Now, here's the other thing you have to realize. We filmed that in the April. spring, in, in April. April. It did not air until September. September, and you don't get paid until it airs. Yeah. Okay, so you know for this whole time, like, I've got a check coming to <laughs> It's going to be really big, but I'm not going to get it till September, and then it takes like a, a couple weeks after that, so... Look at almost October. But we didn't even know when we were going to get it. We were just waiting for like previews every single week. Like next week. Yeah, they didn't tell us. Exactly. They didn't tell us. Next week. Are you smarter than fifth grader? And we would just be like every single week. But the 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 fun part was that when it finally did. Oh, I guess we did know. I guess we knew like a week ahead. Yeah. um, Because they would say like next week on. Um, And we were in Colorado for it, but like I remember. My whole family had like a huge, because we were, we had to sign papers of like. Non-disclosure. Yeah, we couldn't tell anybody what we won. So everybody knew we were on the show, but nobody knew how much we won. Yeah. So that was really hard to keep that a secret, but we had to sign that like confidentiality stuff that we couldn't share that information. And um, the people that were there on the show with us knew, and they all had to sign the same paper. So that was really hard to like not tell our families like how much we won yeah. and how everything went and just <laughs> kind of like, so did it go well, yeah. you know, or did it not? But my Here's, family had had like a huge viewing yeah, party and had a ton of people over and ordered yeah. pizza to like watch it. And I'm sure it would was so fun for everybody to watch it live, not yeah. knowing what we were actually and, winning. Because I think some people probably thought, like, oh, they probably won, like, 25 grand and <laughs> thought that that was a lot. You know, like, thought that, oh, well, 25 grand to Carly and Ben was, like, a lot of money. Yeah. But 300000 suckers. what up? <laughs> and that, yeah, that when it aired, I was actually doing the wedding of my cousin. cousin. So we didn't actually see it live. Yeah. Which was totally fine because it was an incredible wedding. And, and there's one detail I forgot to to tell everybody about the day of the show taping. You would think our pastor being a narcissist and thinking he's the best would want to be there in the studio audience so maybe get on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't. I think the attention wasn't on him, so he didn't want to be... So he wasn't one of our 10 guests. And in fact, he went to San Francisco like 
he was said he was going to, and right after the show, literally after the show, we went and got dinner. Me and Carly and two of our friends mm-hmm. went and got dinner. Our friends had to pay for dinner because we had no money. <laughs> Which they didn't have money either, but yeah, I think they had, they had like more. $50 more yeah. than we did. So <laughs> Went to um, a Cuban restaurant. Oh, Cuban, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cuban restaurant. And then got in a car and drove to San Francisco. You did? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I forgot. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> so we didn't even like celebrate. And the head pastor didn't even call me to really ask. He, it was no, like because it wasn't a, about it wasn't him. About like, him. he was like, such a, like, meanie about it. Yeah, meanie. Exactly the word I was thinking. <laughs> I was going to say a, a lot worse word, but <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep it family-friendly. Yes. Um, so, we got the money, and the time between when it aired, when we filmed it and when it aired was when the businesses really started to ramp up. <laughs> Because we knew we've got money coming in, okay? Off the chain was so, off the chain. Off the hizzy, for shizzy. Um, so we knew we had money coming in. So, like, we had people taking out loans. We had people taking out extra credit cards. We took out extra credit cards yeah. because we knew there was going to be money. And yeah. we basically pledged the money to the church. So this is when we went to Washington, D.C., on credit cards and on loans, like these, you know, the crazy like sh- shark loans that you get like thirty four percent interest on all this. <laughs> oh my gosh, just such so many poor decisions. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when we were in Washington D.C. I hadn't got the check yet, and that's when I knew when the money was coming in, but we had to overdraw, like we yeah. said last time. Um, At the was that the caucus? Yeah. Gosh. And then the the money finally came in, and this is. <laughs> I think I I have a picture of the bank stub. No, we still have we still have the stub. We still have it. We'll put it we'll put it on the Facebook so you know that it's not this isn't a lie. <laughs> I don't think everybody thinks it's a lie. Right, but, but I went to to cash the check at Chase because that's where we were banking, and we were overdrawn a couple hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so on it, on the thing you see like, um, like ABC Studios or. No, on the actual like receipt it says oh. deposit $253,000. <laughs> Current balance negative <laughs> 200. <laughs> Available balance negative 200. <laughs> and I will I went to like three banks because they basically said and and at this point we were banking on this money and I think it, it basically was like we need money today or we're we're literally going to yeah. go bankrupt. Yeah. <laughs> like there's not a choice right now and I went to three banks because all of them said Look, you're you're overdrawn. It's gonna take ten days to get your money, and at that time, ten days. I'm telling you, ten days you might as well been twenty years. <laughs> so I went to three banks saying, just trying to to get a deal. I'm like, look, this says it's from Fox Studios. <laughs> this check is from Fox Studios. Do you think I'm making this up? Please, <laughs> just at least give us a thousand dollars, please. And no one would. So it was like the worst ten days of our life. Just thinking. I don't know how we're going to survive for 10 days, and then all of a sudden we're going to have $250,000. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So crazy. Um, so what do you do with $250,000? Well, I'm sure you have a lot of ideas. A lot. And but yes. we didn't do any of those. <laughs> well, the, and <clears throat> after the fact, we came to realize that this was a big red flag for our families, which it yeah. probably would be for any family. Yeah. But for our families, I guess it really was that 
they all thought, wow, you, you have enough money for a down payment for a house. And to even buy a house straight up at that time. Yeah. You know, you could buy a house cash, period. It's done. You have a house. Mm-hmm. You know, you well, could get a car we with like, our, instead yeah. of the Honda Civic that only one door worked and the windows didn't go up, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, there were so many things that, like, there were so many needs that we had that was, like, obvious to our family, even if they didn't know a lot of detail. So the fact that we didn't use that money for anything for ourselves really was, like, a really... That was a big red flag to yeah. them. We um, didn't realize that at the time, and they didn't... They expressed some concern, but I think, that, again, like we talked about in our Q&A episode, they knew how much they could press and, and couldn't press too much in this Yeah, exactly. This exactly. So... We did do a few things for ourselves. We uh, needed a refrigerator. Well, we moved. We were moving to another place. Yeah. To a bigger place in a worse area. (laughs) So it was cheaper. Not cheaper than what we were paying, but pretty comparable because our rent kept going up like every six months. Yeah. So we needed a refrigerator. But it was like a a house, sort of like a duplex, a front house of a duplex, Mm -hmm. had a front yard. I mean... We thought it. I, we thought it was great at the time. Sure. You you were the one who found it. it had it had blue carpet. Yes, so. it had navy blue carpet. Yes, it was a great place for us. Looking back makes me want to barf, but um, <laughs> it was a great place. It was yeah, like a house and um, two bedrooms, and we had like a lot of vision for like what we wanted that second bedroom to be, like an office for you to be able to do home work at home. <laughs> How optimistic of me. How optimistic. <laughs> to have you at home doing some work. Yeah. So we moved. And, Silly me. And, and we needed a refrigerator. So what we did is we went to Home Depot and got like the t- <laughs> No, we didn't actually. What happened is even still, at this point. I'm still, I still feel anger towards you about yeah, this. Yeah, she okay. does. But I we bought an, a new refrigerator when we needed one after this one broke. After I tried to fix it five times and it broke for the fifth time. But... Um, uh, we, we went to... You're not making to, sense. You got to tell them what, um, what yeah, did I'm you sorry. buy? Yeah, we bought, we bought a refrigerator, but it was from, um, a guy in Hawthorne who had basically this room with a bunch of refrigerators. No, it was a refurbished refrigerator that we bought for I don't, okay, first of all, I, I don't know if it was refurbished. Ben, we bought it. It was absolutely refurbished. Carly. Saying that it's refurbished is giving it too much credit. Okay. That's what I'm trying okay. to tell you. It was a used refrigerator that, you it, got, that we got for a couple hundred bucks. But it bucks. was like, no, it was $400, but we, we had to pay cash. <laughs> so <laughs> sketchy. So if you have to pay someone cash, you usually know that that's not on the up and up. Right. As we was. But saying. it was stainless steel. Yes. We were very excited about it. But let's just paint the picture of we just won $250,000. <laughs> And you spent no more than $400 on a used refrigerator. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this, I just wanted to paint the picture of what life was like. Yeah, paint it. Whatever. (laughs) It's painted. The picture. It was a great refrigerator for us. It was, I learned to fix it, personally. It was a a side-by-side doors, because that's what I like. Yep. I got Carly exactly what she wanted. I did appreciate that, that it was a side-by-side door refrigerator, because I don't like the top-to-bottom refrigerator. Those just, ugh. But I appreciated that. Um, And I wasn't mad at you at the time for getting, like... No, we didn't even, like, think about it. 
No, we, well, just we thought, didn't even oh, talk about it. <laughs> You're just gone. Well, we're buying a refrigerator and a stainless steel. We didn't oh, even talk about it because we didn't talk. We didn't discuss things like it was something we needed, so you just went and got it. Um, but I remember, like as time went on, it was like, gosh, we have all this money. Like, like I don't know. Like, let's do something <laughs> nice for ourselves. <laughs> well, no. we did. We got a couch. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Still, let's <laughs> let me continue to paint this picture. We went we to couch. a wholesale couch place. It's like the kind of place that's like living spaces, but like way worse and no longer in business. But that's same sort of concept where, I mean, we paid less than, I mean, we paid like $800 yeah. for a couch. It ended up being it so awesome. Very comfortable. Incredible sectional that. Stainless. We had forever stainless. <laughs> like it wouldn't be stained. It had stain guards. So. Oh yeah. Okay. Scotch guard. Scotch guard. Yes. Um, yes. It ended up being a great couch. I almost cried when we got rid of it because it was so comfortable. It went through a lot of hard years with us. It <laughs> it's been a faithful couch. Um, but yeah, what else did we get? We got that. But I mean, like instead of going to like Pottery Barn or, I mean, somewhere like in got a nice okay, couch. We just barn. also didn't have. Our nice tastes were like being sucked out of us <laughs> while attending the church, I feel like. Yeah. So I think maybe a part of, maybe me personally, I'll speak for myself, felt bad having a desire or even liking things, like like nice things. Yeah. Because not a lot of people in our church had nice things. So for us to spend a lot of money on something like a couch... Um, you know, when I would say most people got something from like Salvation Army, it, you know, we, we compromised by like a living spaces situation, but yeah. what I, would I have loved a Pottery Barn situation? Of course. But it, it also just wasn't really on our minds. But looking back now, it's like, oh my gosh. We also, I had made a decision. We're going to go on a shopping. I'm going to go on a shopping spree personally. Oh, Kangle Hat. The Kangol, the famous <laughs> Kangol hat, bro. Like I literally, I went to, we went to Nordstrom. So at least we had a little bit of taste. Went to Nordstrom's and I wanted to get some nice jeans or, which I've wanted to buy nice jeans my whole life. I've never bought them because they never fit my legs. So Yeah, because you got big legs. Yeah, I got big legs. But um, went went to Nordstrom's and went through everything and I just couldn't bring myself to like spend money. Yeah. Except on the Kangol hat. Thank goodness. <laughs> and it was a Kangol hat. Is that how it's pronounced? Kangol? Kangol. I feel like you're pronouncing it weird. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, that hat. Oh, my gosh. You loved that hat for I years and years and years. It. And I still do. I know. You still do. You don't wear it, though. But I wish I could. But You really don't shamed. wish you could wear it. But I'm trying to think, what else did we buy? That was it. We were able to, like, yeah, we were able to put a, like, our first and last month's rent on our new place. Yeah. Um, so we that also, was, like, really huge. It was, we were fortunate In terms to have for some, things for ourselves. Yeah. Yes. To have some people around us who had some wisdom, who hooked us, hooked us up with a financial person who told us how much we had to put aside for taxes, because with that check, they don't take taxes out of it. And I, we were, I was smart enough to know at that point. Thank goodness, yeah. If we don't put this aside, we it's will not be, be able to pay taxes, <laughs> and we'll owe like 
30, 40 <clears throat> grand yeah. and not have anything to pay it with. So we actually put that in a six month CD and got some, you know, investment money on it, which yeah. was very fortunate to some people around us who were wise with that stuff. Yeah. Um, but other than that, that was about it that we had purchased for ourselves. But and we the paid biggest off our thing, debt. Yeah, the biggest thing was that we were able to pay off our debt, which was a lot of a debt lot at of that point. A lot of credit card debt um, yeah. from the businesses. That really had nothing and from to just show living. for. Yeah, like that was how we were living because you weren't getting paid. And I had a full-time job, not this whole time, but because um, I was still in school for part of it. But once I did have a full-time job, that was really our only income. But we were also giving away so much money like yeah. on a tithes and offering basis. Um, so we had a lot of debt starting all of these businesses, living. And for some reason, of course, we were the ones who would take out credit cards for it. So Oh, versus our pastor. Well, yeah. 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 He probably had no more credit to his name. Yeah, he had couldn't. a JCPenney credit card that he thought was cool. Oh my gosh, you always talk about this. <laughs> Ben's, Ben's favorite joke is about a JCPenney card. JCPenney, which is that well, still even around? No, it's still around. But the funny part is I remember being at his house and he, he was like, you know those those mail mailings you get that said, you've been pre-approved for a $1,000 credit card. Like one time he got pre-approved. He's like, oh, look at this. Like, look how big of a baller I am. I got a pre-approved for a $1,000 JCPenney card. <laughs> and it was like $500, but... Yeah, anyways, and I then, don't even think they're still around. No, and then other than that, um, we but we all, had a great, up, like, we, a lot of people in the church besides yeah. us had put in a lot of money into the businesses, Yeah, knowing that we were going to get paid, and we had promised to pay all their debt off, so we paid a lot of people's debt off. Yeah, which was a really good feeling it was awesome. to, it was a great to be feeling. able to do that. Um, we, we gave a lot of money to different people, too, and... Um, I remember just sending some money to some of my family members that didn't need it just because I thought this, I just want to send them some money because we have money. And it was, I think such a, for us, even, I don't even like talking about the money we gave away because for us, it was totally what we wanted to do. It was, it was, it was to God, you know, it was what, why I went on the show. It, you know, it, that's just what we did. Yeah. It wasn't a hard decision at all. Um, our families weren't excited about it, but I really do out of everything that we've gone through and like, obviously our story like continues on and gets much worse, believe it or not. But of everything we've experienced, I really don't have regrets on what we did with that money because I I really do feel like we gave it to God and whether or not it was like the best decision or right decision on how we you know, whatever, or how it was dealt with or how it was like abused from there. Like we gave it to God and that was, that was that. And I feel peace about that. Totally. And I'm thankful because there could be a lot of regret and a lot of like (laughs) turmoil just thinking about like what happened with all that money. Yeah. And, uh, we did give a chunk of the money to our pastor. Yeah. Quite a big chunk. And by chunk, um, I think from... What I remember was like twenty thousand dollars. I think it was more than that. No, it was twenty to okay. begin with. Yeah, and I wrote him a check for twenty thousand dollars. I gave it to our associate pastor, and I said, "Look, this is this is for him." We gave money to some other people in some other situations in our church and everything else, but I, you know, I I 
felt like that was the church. Most of the money was like that was it. Like it was all handed out and besides the hat and everything (laughs) else. Um, And gave him that. And this is again one of those pivotal moments where I think I just got broken inside. We both did. Yeah. The associate pastor came to me and he said, "Look, I I don't want to have to tell you this, but." And you had a lot of pride, like you felt really, um, I remember you feeling like so happy to be able to give him this money. Like, I'm so thankful that God gave me this money that I can now bless you with this money. Like that was the feeling behind it. Yes, exactly. And I feel like I, I tried to pray about, okay, Mm -hmm. what, what, how much money should I give to each person and in the church and, um, what debt should we pay off? And, Mm -hmm. um, and again, it was so great for us to pay off our own debt, but the associate pastor came to me and said, um, I hate to say this to you, but... And he was, like, hurting himself. Hurting himself, like, had a hard time saying it to me, but said, I, I just, I gave the pastor the money, and what he told me was, did he even pray about this? Mm-hmm. And and I was, I, I was so messed up inside because... The money for for us was never our money. Like yeah. it, it, and and people say that all the time. But for us, like I really felt like this is you know this was totally. I felt like it was a god idea, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. it was, or whatever it is. And and I remember telling him, I said, D- "Does he want me to give him everything? Because I don't even care right now. Like that's not the point of it. Yeah. The point was that I felt like I was doing something nice, or doing something that I felt like." most people wouldn't wouldn't do just just for him because I felt like I appreciated his leadership at the mm-hmm. time and to get that response to me so I yeah. remember telling him what does he what do, what does he want it was so like insulting it was so insulting just to be like yeah did you even pray about what you were going to give me like that's it like really that's all you're going to give me and at this point in my life I would hope that I would have a conversation with that person and be like okay Give me that money back. We are walking out of the door. We are gone. Thank you. But there's just this weird thing when spirituality is involved and you Mm -hmm. feel like you're trying to serve God by serving this person. Mm -hmm. And then you feel like, am I really honoring God? And someone questions whether you're really seeking God. So yeah, that was the thing is you were totally questioned on like, did you even hear God? Yeah. Did you seek God on this? So then now you're starting to question your own relationship Again, once again, like you're questioning your own relationship and, and do you hear God on a daily basis because of him? But here's a big decision and a big thing that you just did and, and you're being questioned on like, did you even hear God or even pray about it? And you're like, um, gosh, maybe I I, I, so. once again, I guess I don't know God as much as you do. Yeah. And so I think we ended up giving another five or $10,000 or yeah, whatever. But, yeah. Um, the money was quickly gone. Very quickly. <laughs> Very quickly gone. But that couch was awesome. And the refrigerator <laughs> that had duct tape in it for a while because I couldn't get the right parts because oh it was, who knows where that refrigerator came from. But we were on a freaking game show. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Really awesome. Really awesome. But that biz, that money was a huge catalyst for the next business that was started. Yes. That was the business that you worked at for a couple years. Um, I don't want to say the most successful business, but I would say this one took the cake in terms of 
the other ones kind of fell to the wayside, and this one was like the business this that the church the ran. Um, and I think if it wasn't for the leadership, it would have been successful. Sure. Yeah. Like it, like decisions. like all of the businesses. Let's be honest; they could have been a little successful had it not been for the leadership. Yeah. And then, yeah. So that that was it. But this money did really catapult the mm-hmm. next phase of businesses, which is what we prayed for. But I look at it now and really, really think God uses everything for our. Well, not for our good, because I know we already talked about that. <laughs> yeah, that that's not what I, I meant. That verse. <laughs> what I meant was God does, can use anything. And I, mm-hmm. I really believe that he used this to catapult these other businesses forward so that it could become more and more clear how crazy the situation we were in mm-hmm. was so that we could get out. Yeah. And um, again, I, I do believe that I... I if I won more money than this, it would have either made the process longer yeah, or it would have made the it process. whatever it was. But I, I, the money did go to propelling more businesses mm-hmm. and paying off debt. And mm-hmm. I'm not smarter than a fifth grade. Final four category of this week is top four guilty pleasures. Yes. Yes. So you can go ahead and start. Okay. Um, mine is a twofold. Um, they're both radio stations on Pandora that are guilty pleasures for different reasons. One is Hip Hop Barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the station. The name of the station is Hip Hop Barbecue. And I'd like to thank one of my friends for telling me about this, but it's basically all the rap and hip-hop from when I was growing up. So it's like Notorious B.I.G. and Snoop Dogg. And Nate Dogg? No. Yeah, a little Nate Dogg, a little Wu-Tang. I mean, it's, I'm telling you, if you want to listen to a great Pandora <laughs> station, Hip Hop Barbecue is excellent. It is pretty good. And the, and the second one is Tropical House. That's the other station. <laughs> the thing. other station. I don't think Carly's ever heard this one because it's more like you get into the office early, you need to get your blood flowing, listen to a little tropical house. <laughs> um, I'd like to thank another friend for that one. So those are two friend suggestions that who are... Who gave you those? None of your business. I know who they are. I know, but, but I'm not going to mention their names on air. Why? I just won't. But... <laughs> Doesn't matter. Those are, those are two... Their guilty pleasures, two radio stations on Pandora that I probably wouldn't like tell my good friend I was listening to, but listen to it when I did a little <laughs> pick me up. Okay, so my first one would be I wouldn't say this is as much of a guilty pleasure, mostly because um, being a mother, you really have to pick and choose your guilty pleasures <laughs> carefully. Um, in in some ways, I feel like. Once your mom, everything's a guilty pleasure <laughs> and some, and then in other ways, it's like you just are searching for one guilty pleasure. <laughs> but, um, I would say one of mine is like Hollywood gossip, <laughs> either whether it's people.com or, um, 
I wouldn't say like watching extra or access Hollywood as much anymore. Cause I feel like it's just a little dramatic and over the top, but, um, dirty magazines, um, by dirty, she means like Hollywood gossip magazine. Yeah. People magazine. People know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Dirty. Okay. Sorry. Dirty magazine. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> what in, the world? <laughs> in touch. People magazine. <laughs> um, you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> now you um, do. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I would say that's like definitely, I used to be, I feel like I used to be like very much in touch with everything that was going on in Hollywood. Yes. And I can attest to after, that. <laughs> um, especially after like Golden Globes or the Oscars, me and my, one of my best gal pals, when we worked together, would just sit in our office, go through people magazine, best and worst dress list, talk about our favorites, um, yeah, so I feel like I was always in the know about that stuff. That was definitely like a guilty pleasure. That's yes. my number one. Or not my number one, but that's my first yeah. one. Um, my second one is embarrassing a little bit. Games on my phone. But what kind of games? I mean, I like think... Like brain teaser stuff, right? Yeah, well, yeah, some, I have like some brain teaser stuff that's like... A, a game a day will make you smarter, and some's like Angry Birds. Oh my gosh! Or um, Candy Crush. What? Here's the thing: I have an addictive personality. Very so addictive. So if I just start doing something, it's like I just have to keep doing it. There's like something inside of me that's so addictive. So yeah, I'll have one game that I play a lot for like three months and then I'll just be like, dude, I have to get rid of this. It's, it's ruining my life. And then I'll delete it. And then someone will say something about another game and then I'll put that on my phone. And, um, anyway, any suggestions for me, just let me know. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I, I, it is a guilty pleasure cause it's not something I do all the time. But like if I have a free moment or I need to clear my brain, like that's a dumb way that I do it. But you'll often do it when we're either, if we're like maybe watching TV and maybe you're not fully into like the show or something. It's, I feel like you're almost doing it. You're doing it most of the time when we're, when you're also doing something else at the same time and you're either like just trying to stimulate your brain more or you just, what I think it is. And I know that I'm right. Is you have, (laughs) (laughs) You have a very hard time just letting yourself just, like, sit and be. Yes. Whether that's watching TV or sitting and talking or whatever. So you, yes. you have the need to, like, play a game on your phone that's as very... a guilty pleasure. But it's also um, a terrible um, habit. Yes. <laughs> which so I guess great. is what you... Yeah. Which, say which say is your what next guilty pleasure. Or, I'm sorry, just... not a pet peeve, but a, what a guilty pleasure yeah. is, is a yeah. bad yeah. habit, Yeah, just say I your guess. next guilty pleasure. I'll tell you how bad of a habit it is. So. <laughs> Um, well, most of my things seem to circle around food <laughs> around here, but, um, I say a guilty pleasure is like anything French fry related or <laughs> chips related. So, um, think nachos, French fries, carne asada fries, carne asada nachos, um, really anything in that category of French fries or chips is a guilty pleasure. For sure. <laughs> I'd like to apologize to anyone who doesn't live in Southern California, doesn't know what carne asada is. Because I didn't know what it was growing up. Are you kidding me? No. So now I've got the mesh shorts, <laughs> and you didn't know what carne asada was. Or sushi. Or sushi. Yeah. Wow. You are lucky to be married to me. <laughs> 
Sure am. <laughs> um, my third one is, um, I don't want to get in trouble for this, but um, my third one is uh, scratch game tickets. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. This is Someti- for sure a like, number one for you. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I don't even know what it is. Like, well, my other, I wonder how much money you've wasted buying <laughs> scratch tickets. My other guilty pleasure is gum. Like, oh. I chew gum all the time, and Wait, Carly hates it. Wait, go back to the scratch t- I know, but I'm telling you how this works together. So, I, like, need gum. And I I, I probably could chew a pack a day. You I, do chew a pack a day, I, then. I, 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 I love gum. I chew gum all the time. So, sometimes I'll have to stop by 7-Eleven to get gum. And it's like, I, I go up just to get gum, and it's like those tickets are just, like... <laughs> they're just, like, staring at me, and... And sometimes I try to justify it, like maybe this is my, maybe this is my my lucky day. Maybe this is God speaking to me to get lucky number eleven or whatever it is. I just there's something about it that just calls to me, and, and I get it. I I will say this: I can't remember the last time I got a scratch game ticket. So in other words, I it wasn't you. It was wasn't within a couple weeks ago. No, it hasn't been within the past month. But I mean, that's not to say I don't get them. I get them, <laughs> and then I hide them, yeah. and then I throw them away underneath other trash so Carly doesn't see Oh, it. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> How much money are you wasting on these things? I mean, it's a guilty pleasure. It doesn't happen a lot. Okay. And it's not like <laughs> I buy the $20 tickets or, you know, it's like the, the $2 ones. Have you ever won anything? Yeah. What? The problem is the first time I, I got a scratch game ticket was when I was 17 and wasn't allowed to redeem it, and I won $50. Oh, so that, bummer. That set it up. But I gave it to someone else to redeem. And they didn't give it to you? Yeah, they gave me the $50. Oh, okay. So kind of set me on a bad trajectory. Yeah. TBD. <laughs> that story's to come. <laughs> um, my third one is... Really just media in general. I think Instagram is obviously most people's guilty pleasure, but I think maybe especially as a mom, it's just sometimes really nice to scroll the gram um, and just disengage completely. But completely. I think, but I think in Let me addition say completely. to... Oh, please. You're gone all day. You don't know how much I'm on Instagram during the day. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm when you kidding. do it, you're disengaged completely. <clears throat> totally. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, you immerse yourself in Instagram. It's yes. not like, you go down rabbit holes. I do, yeah. Totally. And, and I'm like, it's my nosy personality. It's right my nosy now. personality, yeah. <laughs> and I can't, I cannot be like, I can't be rescued from it. I'm, I'm down that rabbit hole. Yes. I have found friends of friends of friends with situations that we can't even speak of, but, it's it's just <laughs> too good to not um i have to continue in it so but in addition to that um certain tv shows are like and i'm not going to say the kardashians sorry for everybody i'm just not a kardashian fan but what i am a fan of is the show botched <laughs> <laughs> botched on is it e i think it's e yeah, yeah. um this is a guilty. So this is like my media category. So Instagram is involved in that. I also enjoy like cooking shows are like a guilty yeah. pleasure. Um, but botched is like it, there's just something about it that is so disgusting and amazing at the same time. 
Like it just, it's a perfect example of like a train wreck that you cannot look away from. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's, it's plastic surgeries gone bad basically. And they try and fix them, but, um, it's incredible. We both equally enjoy that show. Wouldn't you say? I don't know if we equally enjoy you, it. You enjoy it I though. throw up in my mouth every time. But you like it. <laughs> you just have a weaker stomach than I do, but you like it just as much. I would say. I won't say as much, but okay. But that's yeah. I would say that's a guilty pleasure. Okay, my third one is it could be. I mean, my fourth one. Sorry, fourth it could one. be multiple different kinds of foods because I generally try to eat, generally try to eat decently healthy. Um, but sugar is really hard for me to say <laughs> no to. It cost you the worst. <laughs> but one of them. Is there's there's it's a whole category, but it's it's like <laughs> carnival foods. <laughs> I I don't and two specifically, I don't know if I could say no to any kind of churro mm, or or a funnel cake. Yeah, churros and funnel cakes. I like we went to Nosberry Farm. I had to get the the loaded funnel cake. <laughs> I just had to get it. I walked by and then you I just even I hungry. had. I wasn't hungry. I just had to get it. <laughs> Same thing with churros. I just, there's something about churros that are, it's just amazing. <laughs> so good. So th- the carnival foods for me, churros, funnel cakes, cotton, cotton candy. candy. Oh, cotton candy. <laughs> I just can't say no. <laughs> Snow cones. <laughs> yeah. Shaved ice. Shaved ice. Snow cone shaved ice are completely different. Yeah. Shaved ice is by far the best thing I've ever had. Real shaved ice. And my final one, my final guilty pleasure um, as of now is Diet Coke. (laughs) And not as much in the wintertime because it's cold, but man, as soon as those temps rise, (laughs) Diet Coke is my jam. And (laughs) let me tell you, Diet Coke is, it's not as simple as it sounds, okay? So there's there's different types of diet cokes. I, I'm not a, I'm not very interested in diet coke in the can. I am interested in a fountain <laughs> diet coke because it's this is so true. <laughs> because it's way more syrupy than the can. It's less bubbly and way more syrup and flavor. Um, now, in addition to it being a fountain diet coke, there's another factor that comes into play that's very important for a good diet coke, and that is the type of straw. So there are two types of two places particularly that have incredible straws when it comes to getting Diet Coke. One of them being In N Out Burger, the other being McDonald's. The circumference of the straw <laughs> is bigger than most. Therefore, you get more of the Diet Coke into your mouth at one time, which I appreciate. So um, but not only are the straws wonderful, but they also have wonderful fountain diet coke it's it's typically um very syrupy and just the perfect ratio of carbonation and diet coke syrup flavor and um it's just it's good it's good i i mean i i won't deny or i won't refuse diet coke out of the can however i do prefer it in a fountain. Yes. And it's never something I actually ever ordered at a restaurant. I never would order at a restaurant. No, you don't. No. But um, it's more so like 
lunch time or middle of the day if I'm home with the kids and running errands or whatever, like I'm going to get that, I'm going to get that dollar large diet Coke. And listen, I don't need anybody telling me about how bad diet Coke is because I'm fully aware of it. I, I know how bad it is. I know the aspartame. I know all of these things. Okay. So you can go ahead and keep your mouth shut and not tell me about how bad it is because I'm not interested in hearing it. Um, this is a guilty pleasure segment, so just mind your own business. <laughs> um, this is not something I'm willing to give up. It's not something I have on, on a regular basis. Um, so we don't need an intervention. We don't need to talk about it. But I'm just telling you where the best Diet Coke can be found. Um, I am a little bit bummed out about the fact that it seems to be that they no longer make the Diet Coke with lime in the in the can. It seems to be the Diet Coke with ginger lime, this new thing that they're doing. I mean, it's not that new, but which is fine. I'm okay. I'm, I'm about it. But um, the Diet Coke with lime was a great, great thing to have out of the can in the summertime. Um, so Ben's looking at me like I'm just absolutely crazy to have so many opinions about Not, Diet Coke. But do you really this think is I'm why looking at her me. like she's crazy? <laughs> This is life. This is but what, it's great life. This is why you love me. It is true. Very particular. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm sure there will be a part two segment on the pet peeves <laughs> because we've we've come up with a couple other couple others that we forgot about. But in other um, words, Carly's come up with. One. <laughs> <laughs> the list is endless. <laughs> um, no, it's not that I have a lot of pet peeves. It's just that I'm particular and I like things a certain way. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I'm not adaptable or True. Um, yeah. like unpleasant to be around. I agree. Okay. Okay, good. I'm <laughs> just clarifying that. <laughs> so my final, yes, Diet Coke's the final one. I think I've said everything there could be said about it. Um, but yes, that is it for this week's episode. Um, thanks for hanging in with us and we will see you all next week. or leave a comment and if you have questions or want to open up a discussion you can find us on instagram or facebook at biography see you next time